This is Sid Haig for Nightmare Junkhead. Listen, or I'll come over there and put my boot all up in your ass. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that will only perform a Hurricane Rana when we are on the top rope. My name is Greg D. I'm Jamie McGee. And on today's episode, we are chatting with a guest who is muy especial. Muy especial. Absolutely. But first, let me remind you, we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our past episodes on BoomHowdy.com, or if you're like me and you'd like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud apps, subscribe to us, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your ear hole. Given good aural since 2015. That's yeah. what we do. So, okay, genius. Um... Anymore, you see people coming up in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are limiting themselves to only one endeavor. Right. You know, actors. Actor, director, right. writer, producer. It's very rare um, do you see people that are doing multiple things. And our guest today uh, can list all of those titles on her resume and more. Writing, directing, editing, producing. I mean, it's unreal. Just being awesome in general. <laughs> it's, un- it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, her list of films that she's been involved with include Dead Crossing, El Gigante, Feliz Cumpleanos. Say it for me, man. <laughs> Madre de Dios, Dia de los Muertos. Um, Thank you. I just sound so terribly white when I try to do that. There, I've been practicing all day and it was bad. Uh, she is the co-founder of Luchador Productions, which is one of the I'm. I love that name yeah. way too much. Um, She's la muñeca del terror. Ah, see, some people are double threats, some people are triple threats, but our guest today is truly an infinity threat. Please welcome to the podcast for the first time, Gigi Guerrero. Gigi, thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. Uh, how are you? Oh, thank you guys. I, I'm excited. I think you guys speaking Spanish is like the sexiest thing ever. Wow. So thank you. <laughs> you made way better. No, that's <laughs> that's all genius there. Uh, he's got a little bit of the Latin flavor to him. McGee is not. I love it. Yeah, I love how your voice just went from like, you know, normal to like, when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of Salvador Gigante, and they were always going like, Cuando es el tono de lo Quaker Oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like I see el Don Francisco con el AC Delco. <laughs> perfect. This is like Family Guy. Every time they put the Mexican commercials on the TV, it's like cinco cinco abogado cinco cinco. It's like <laughs> muchos torcos. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, um, Gigi, awesome. where can uh, before we get going, where can our listeners find you out on the social media, out on the interwebs? Totally. Uh, well, the Facebook fan page is Lucha Gore Productions. Same on Twitter, and then luchagoreproductions.com. And then myself, well, I'm just Horror Guerrero on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you want to creep me out, you can on Facebook. Gigi's all Guerrero. I'm not even going to lie. I think I'm subscribed to everything. I think it's like, I, like I, I think I follow you on Instagram and Twitter and, and, uh, and uh, everything. And, you know, if you want, I have the Snapchat. Oh, perfect. I have Snapchat, too. Gigi S. Guerrero. So... 
there's a lot of uh, Snapchats of my little dog humping things. I do warn you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> my Snapchats are my dog Nacho doing something ridiculous. <laughs> That's so. kind of like our Snap. The Nerds and Nostalgia Instagram is usually me humping something or doing something terrible. So. <laughs> Perfect. Team fuck up, right? <laughs> right? Hashtag team fuck up. That's us. That's our thing. That is us, okay? We're not sharing that. Nope. <laughs> we share a lot here on the podcast, so, you know. Okay, fine. It kinda, we'll, share, we'll share it. We'll share it. Yeah, you know, we, we That'll basically. That'll be the hashtag of this podcast. Fuck up. Team, Team fuck, fuck up. up. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of serve as a therapist couch here as well. Not only you know do we share things, but you know we're all about the therapy with that as well. Um, so uh, we we've been um, privy to a lot of your work here um, here in Kansas City. Uh, yeah. You've been big with uh, we have what's called the Slaughter, Slaughter Movie House, and that's how I first saw you. We uh, oh, awesome. yeah hashtag to, uh, shout out to Jill Six and uh, Scary Gary. But uh, though I first saw you, it was the Slaughter Movie House first annual short film showcase and everybody had to vote on which one was the best one short film and you won Eligante won and I know I voted for it it was a panic fest panic exactly panic fest and I when I saw this I flipped out I'm like oh my god this is Tejano Chainsaw (laughs) Massacre this is fantastic and and then I went to uh, the October Slaughter Movie House when it was just showcasing you and I, I, I literally could not stop thinking about this movie and all of your work and everything. And so when I responded to you on Twitter, like, hey, you want to come on the show? When you go, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh, shit, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I turned into, like, a little oh, fanboy there. Exciting. That, that was so cool that they wanted to do a Lucha Gore Night. Like, that's awesome. And there was such a so there was cool. a really good turnout. Yeah, that, and yeah, and one of our buddies actually is the one that won the costume contest. Our buddy Paul. Yeah, my cousin Paul. And he's probably right now he's cursing our name that we're actually just you know chatting with you right now yeah. because he was like, oh, You're t- no way. Yes, no, because yes. I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna call you. Yeah, Can gonna, you embarrass him a little? Yeah, I'm gonna embarrass him a little bit. And probably I hope I don't embarrass Wait. you too much, Wait. Gigi, but. Um, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, we got a special guest coming on the show. Oh, yeah, who? And I'm like, Gigi Salgado. And he goes, you motherfuckers. <laughs> she is super fine. And I go, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know. Oh, but. I'm so complimented. <laughs> so he's, Tell him I'm blushing. <laughs> so he's like, he's really probably jealous. And I'm just like, ha, sucker, you know? <laughs> Awesome. So, Gigi, every good journey has a beginning. So, I'm kind of curious, where did you get your start? Because you you are again just such a quadruple, just an infinite threat. You know, you're a writer, an actor, a director, an editor, producer. You know, what was your crime alley story? What was your origin story in terms of getting involved in this crazy, crazy horror show business? Oh man, um, I always it's it's funny because like when I went to film school. I was ready to make comedies, and I knew like those bad, silly comedies was what I wanted to do. I wanted to make like the next Adam Sandler films. I'm not, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to make those kind of films. And I was so excited because, like, I always when I was younger, I did a lot of theater and musical theater, so being silly was just a thing for me always, making people laugh, being a total goofball. So I wanted to make comedies. Um, long story short, when I met my best friend, uh, Luke Bramley, who's super talented, he does all the cinematography for Lucha Gore, and he um, co-directs in some and co-edits as well. Um, 
when I met him, he was like the only one in the class obsessed with horror. And I was like, oh, okay, well, he's weird. And, <laughs> but I always liked horror, but like, I wasn't like obsessed. I just liked it. And so when we kind of got together uh, for a school project, I thought he was really cool, and I thought all these movies he liked were really awesome, and he introduced me to Devil's Rejects and um, films like that, Hell's Have Eyes, and I was like, oh my God, I've been living under a rock this whole time. <laughs> so then we just made our first film, I, I think that was only 19 or 20, which was Dead Crossing that you guys mentioned. Um, I realized, holy shit, blood on screen is the coolest freaking thing in the world. And seeing people's reaction to just gore or something with suspense or anything like that, I was like, this is what filmmaking's all about. It's like really making an audience feel something. And I find with horror, it's just such a thrill, like with Gigante and Madre de Dios and all these films, when I can hear people squirm or throw up or like feel so uncomfortable i'm like oh this is awesome like it's just that's where i get all my excitement for is is just hearing people freak out when they watch your stuff so yeah my passion for horror horror continued after that like it just i was like fuck comedies (laughs) like this is way better like what was i thinking so but you know you make you make shitty stuff when you're in film school you kind of experiment what's going on you know, with your taste in films. And you you graduated so, from there with your BFA, correct? What's that? Did you gra- you graduated with your uh, bachelor in fine arts, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, three of the four co-founders we graduated from the same film school. Nice, so nice. Myself, Luke, and Gordon, and then Rainer Shima, who's the producer in all our shorts. He went to our rival film school. He only did <laughs> one year, so we make fun of him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that you guys almost formed a little collective while you were there, just yeah. and the fact that you were kind of introduced. But I, you, I, I'm not surprised that you liked comedy initially because I think comedy and horror share the same thing, and just they're both cathartic. Oh. And you know, you mentioned you know people responding to horror. Yeah. It's the same way with because you, know, you want a reaction in yeah. both. You know, you want either gasps and horror, or you want laughs and comedy, or maybe like unless you're like me who, who laughs with horror. You know, like oh, that's awesome! That guy's eyeball just got gouged out. Totally, and and that's what I I think that's what I think made me love horror so much was that you know, as an audience member or as a filmmaker, you can really create so many different emotions in one room. Mm-hmm. Like you said, some people laugh, some people squirm, some people scream, some people like faint, whatever, <laughs> you know, like you can make with horror anything. You, you can really make so many different reactions happen. And I, I think that's why this genre is so awesome. Yeah. So speak, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. So speaking, we're on the origins of everything. The term luchador is awesome. It is so, it's, I mean, it's almost instantly iconic. You know, you kind of know what you're getting in for when you hear the term luchador. And it's, it's, it's very, very cool brand. How did this become a thing? The name, actually, the whitest person in our team started that. <laughs> <laughs> we were in class, it must have been like, one of our more boring classes, I don't know, I don't know if it was theory or whatever, but it was during school, 
in third or second year, and he just, like, whispered to me in class. He's like, hey, what do you think of the name Luchagor? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. For what? Like, I, well, shut up, right? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get for number two? <laughs> for two past, and we made Dead Crossing and, like, maybe one more film. And I remember he told me a name in class, and I was like, Luke. I was like, we need a team name. What was that thing he said in class? He's like, oh, Luchagor. I'm like, yes, <laughs> And then since then, like, we just stayed with it because it was the greatest thing ever. So it was a very random thing. I don't even know how he came up with it. He just, I remember he just nudged me during class and whispered it to me, but <laughs> I love it. I think it's perfect. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what we are. Yeah, there's no false advertising when it comes to that particular title. And it just it, <laughs> it just flows off the mouth, the tongue so well. Mm-hmm. And it really, as you said, Genius, it's 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 iconic. Yeah. I mean, this is an, an instantly identifiable, identifiable, like marketing branding where you hear you hear you see Lucha Gore. That's that's so cool. Right. And especially when paired especially when paired with like El Gigante. It's perfect. You know? It's perfect. No, um, Yeah, you know, with, with El Gigante the name Lucha Gore kinda got bigger after that short. Um so it totally worked. It worked out really cool. No, it's it's quite good. And speaking of El Gigante, I, you know, if we just kind of, you know, we go off on tangents occasionally. Uh, we had the opportunity to see that several times at this point now, and it's made, you know, its rounds among the festivals and is just killing it yeah. out there. Because um, I know I've personally seen it like four or five times. and like Awesome. Yeah, and like the three out of those four or five times have been in, in, in big theaters, which is pretty fucking rad. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think out of all our shorts, and we have – we have almost 18 or 20 we have a lot of videos it's definitely my my personal favorite one like, everything i love in one movie it even has tacos in it like just can't <laughs> get better than that like i know i felt kind of bad because i was kind of hungry after watching it <laughs> no, i was like i was like you know yeah, what some barbacoa like sound- every five people say that so i'm so happy you said that <laughs> i was like some barbacoa sounds really good right around now man <laughs> that's awesome no and you know what gigante is really uh it's pissed off a few people too which i it pumps me up when that happens you know? do- and, and to hear that it made you hungry like yes thank you how to piss people off I don't know, but, like, for some reason, for some people, um, one of the screenings that we had in L.A., someone tweeted to me, this was, like, a few months back, tweeted to me, uh, I was in the bathroom uh, doing my business, and the man beside me, after watching El Gigante, was like, what kind of sick-minded fucks would think of something so bad like that <laughs> like, the, so disturbing. that's the best kind that's what the best kind and then i actually <laughs> just showed the film this is a recent person that got mad at me um i showed the film uh for a halloween thing locally here um in vancouver so it was like a special we were like which uh, was a special guest to show he got for a halloween event and so we showed the film, um, and this this lady, uh, she put her hand up, and she was like, do any of you speak Spanish? And I said, oh, I do. And then she just fucking ranted at me in Spanish in front of a public about oh, it. Oh, man. And like, but everybody was like, what is she saying, you know? 
So, of course, I grabbed the mic, and I'm not embarrassed to translate it. So I was like, no problem. I'll translate what she said. And basically what, what bugged her, she said, I am also Mexican, and I think what you made is one of the most disgraceful, insulting things anybody from our from our country could make and portray. Wow. And, and she just went on and on and on about how atrocious this thing was and blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> you know, I just laugh at it and I just say thank you and mm-hmm. then I just say, you know, we live in a cruel world. You know, if we make horror films, it's not to, to insult anybody. It's just no. to see true brutality in a more humorous way you know it's really why we enjoy horror films is because we are put in a situation uh of of seeing a situation happen that we don't see every day in front of us Mm -hmm. so we enjoy it in a different way you know it's hard to explain but horror isn't really to remind you of what is really happening out there you know it's just Mm. to kind of it, it, I hate to say to enjoy it, but it's it's kind of a way to enjoy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's hard to explain, you know? Feed the gator. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if so, you... Th- you know, if it makes people think about your film and mm-hmm. react, then you did your, your job as a filmmaker. Yes. If people don't talk about it or react to your film, then you didn't really impact anybody with it. People forgot what you made. Yeah. So... Well, I'm going to go on the other side of that. Um, I'm Mexican, and I appreciate I appreciated the movie. I thought it was great. I mean, you have the whole like border crossing element, and then it could have it took it could have gone anywhere. You could have went like a whole turistas type thing, or maybe even a saw. But then you just kind of flipped the script on it. And like I said, Tejano Chainsaw Massacre. It was wonderful. Exactly. You know, and, and you know what? You you said exactly how I, the reason I loved the story of El Gigante, because it was just a totally new take on border crossing. It was like mm-hmm. a whole new world about it. So, you know, it's not the typical thing where that we see a lot of border crossing films where, you know, either the Mexicans that are crossing the border are the bad guys or the U.S. border are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. In this case, you know, it's, it's kind of like... In the story of El Gigante, everybody's bad, or mm-hmm. you know, you can't trust anyone. So, like, there isn't really like an intense, typical stereotype we see. It's just kind of with a really cool twist to it. So, the, the feature script, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is fucked up. It is awesome, and I cannot wait for people to see this. Podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in this. So, can you go into a little bit about? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, El Gigante has been picked up to become a feature. Yeah, so props to you. Yes, congratulations, sincerely. Yeah, when I saw this, I'm like, this could be a full-length movie. I mean, that was one of my first reactions. And also, speaking of the border crossing, don't show this to Donald Trump. (laughs) Because... Because he's gonna he's gonna make that wig will just yeah just literally he's gonna flip his wig he's gonna make that the border wall like twice (laughs) as high he's like oh there's a bunch of Mexican wrestlers out there killing and eating people don't trust tacos you know so so who approached you initially when it came I actually crossed the border with my family we were looking for Donald. 
Trump piñata. We were hoping to buy one. <laughs> we did it. Like, I was really hoping to find one, but they were like, oh, we sold out. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. Just, just get one of the Dora ones and, like, <laughs> just put, like, a mop wig on it and you'll be fine. Just... <laughs> You're so smart. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mission of tomorrow. I know what I'm doing. There we go. So tell us more about how the, the this like what happened with the feature and what's coming on with the feature and whatever you can okay. tell us. Yeah, no problem. Well, for for those who don't know, the short El Gigante is based off chapter one of Shane McKenzie's book. So it's a so it's actually an adaptation of an amazing book called Muerte con Carne, which means death meat. Um so when we made this with Shane, the plan was to make the short of chapter one so we could make the proof of concept to sell the nice. idea of the entire novel. That's smart. So, well, and it went awesome. You know, it totally happened. And now Shane's co-written with me the feature script. So it's the whole book in the feature. Of course, you know, there's a few changes here and there. Mm-hmm. But it is so cool. I, oh my God. I. There's one part at the end, which I won't say, obviously, but we're a little concerned because we're like, this is like kind of hitting the Serbian film Martyrs kind of board here. Like, we're, <laughs> now I might be like, I might be banned from the world, <laughs> and I'm excited. Right? Like, Dude. Either banned or embraced. It's, it's a situation that I have never seen on film. Wow. Uh uh, 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 an event. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Something happened. I've never seen uh, anybody film that, and it is—it's so fucked up. And when you read the book, those who have read the book know what I'm talking about. Okay, so there's it's, there's um, definitely a kind of a, a, a reference point in the book that you'll know if you've read it. You you'll go, will definitely know. Oh lordy! Right? Because you read it and you're like, what <laughs> the fuck? Like it's like oh my god, and you just can't put the book down because oh. it is so intense and uh, like yeah yeah as much as i can tell you if you're that curious go read the book then you know exactly what the feature will semi be about my Um, eyes are lit up right now like a christmas tree basically what what the feature is about uh tell you super quickly it's about this young couple very complicated couple called and they're called marta and felix and they're set out to make a documentary about border crossing over in border town and they want to pose as immigrants to capture the true brutality of the u.s border well little did they know that the real reason why mexicans are going missing is because of this cannibal familia that we saw yes in the short awesome. film. that was so, so good yeah i'm so excited so, so you're co-writing this <laughs> oh i can't wait so you're co-writing this and you're directing this yeah, the the script's written. It's all good to go. So now it's like, please give me money, kind of. Are you got a okay. Kickstarter or Indiegogo or anything going on, going like that? So we we went to Fantasia Frontiers, the market uh, for Fantasia Film Fest, and that is where we teamed up with Raven Banner Entertainment because they loved okay. the project, and so they they've been the ones helping us, you know, get that funding, get the co-production happening with whoever is interested in the project. So far, there's some really good interest. Um, but I think for for a Kickstarter, I, I think the project, we're asking for 
asking for a little too much money that I don't think a Kickstarter would be <laughs> successful. But I definitely think we will do a Kickstarter for post-production. I'm pretty sure. And I think that's a really good strategy because if you have the film uh, already shot, you can use that footage for the Kickstarter campaign for yeah. post-production. So people will be like, wow, that looks cool. You know, they have actually something visual to see about it. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a big project right now. That's exciting. And and we were talking off air, you have such a an amazing talent for directing and the eye that you have. El Gigante looks... I mean, for as gritty and dirty as it is, it looks polished it's and polished. professional, you know? I mean, of course, you're a professional, but I mean, it looks like Hollywood, you know? That's awesome. Well, you know what? It, it really isn't just me. It's it's the whole team of Luchador. They're all so talented, and we all, I don't know, we just managed to make things for such low, 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 low budget, and it always surprises people how all our videos are made with I don't want to say next to nothing, but it's still very minimal budget. You know, Gigante, Gigante was only seven grand. That includes building the entire ring and everything. Wow. And that's still our biggest project, um, Gigante. That's the time when we used more than we always do. We always stick around $500 to a grand. You know, that's that's the usual luchador film. <laughs> you know, that crossing was two hundred dollars. You know, like it's, we try to just do this with little, little budget, and it actually it really improves your skills as a filmmaker. You really see things more creative. On okay, how can I shoot this with nothing? You know, mm-hmm. and necessity as the mother of invention, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's really it's like Genius was saying. It's just really impressive how well they look. And I, again, I, we, we, when we were talking off, we like I don't want to sound that as insulting, but it just looks so good. It's so gritty. So your worlds look so lived in and real that you realize that oh my god, this stuff could be happening. Like, did we just stumble? Did they stumble upon you know these folks? Is this actually a snuff <laughs> film that we're watching? Um, <laughs> No. It, oh, yeah. No. And one of the things I really like about a lot of your guys's work is you're you're tackling very socially relevant issues, but putting it through a horror filter, mm-hmm. which and I think really good art, really good horror, you know, can work as a metaphor or just straight up. You know, we're not doing this is all text. This is not subtext. This is some badness that's going on. And I like how you're addressing that. And like you said, when you elicit that kind of a response. I, that just has to be so just empowering, and you know you can bring more to the table that way. Is that something you guys were all are conscious of when you do this? Yeah, I, I was saying, you know, um, everything we make, we definitely want to give it our own unique twist and style. But we love having somewhat of a social commentary in everything we make, without being too obvious about it. You know, even when we made. And as for Matador, that was one of the shorts people kind of started noticing us mm-hmm. a little more. We made that for the fact that we hate, you know, animal cruelty and bullfighting yeah. and all that. But we didn't want to make it so obvious about, you know, against bullfighting. You didn't want to you make know, it a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, and <laughs> right. that, don't do it. I'll start crying. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's a Pavlovian response I have. It's horrible. Yeah, so we wanted to have something 
sure, it's kind of in there, but with its own world to it. it mm-hmm. I tell this to a lot of people. If you watch the Luchagor films back to back, it I swear it looks like it's from the same universe. Mm-hmm. Almost all the characters look related in some way, shape, or form. It looks like it's the same freaky world we love creating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's just. I hope that answered your question. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Great. And what I really dug with the uh, Informatador and then the Elegante was even just like little, little, um, uh, just these little, oh, God, um, just these, not even subtle, but just like the similarities. It's just where they, they um, sewed in the mask on uh, Informatador mm-hmm. and Elegante to the guy. Just these little, like, yeah. shit, just little details. And I'm just like, oh, that's really cool. And I know that I wanted to have a party like Feliz Cumpleaños on the. <laughs> I've been wanting to shoot something with that for so long. I just, I don't know. I really enjoy filming with really hot, half-naked girls for some reason. But it's it's fun. And everybody on set is having a really good time. Oh, of course. I mean, (laughs) how could you not? That's... But speaking of uh, Feliz Cumpleaños, um, that was for uh, the Twisted Twins Women in Horror mm. Blood Drive. And so you kind of hang out with them. And is that how you met um, Tristan Risk? Because she's a, she's a peach. She came oh. to Kansas City because uh, she was promoting Call Girl, which is Jill Six's movie. And, right, right. Well, it's, uh, it's two different stories. Um, Tristan... Since two years ago, before I even met the twins, she knew about us. Um, she saw Day of the Dead uh, short before it became part of Mexico Barbara. She saw it, uh, and since then, she really wanted to work with us. I remember she went up to um, producer Rainer and said, oh, whatever you guys need. And But I just never had something for her. You know, I never... I was like, oh, I really want her in something, but I, I can't think of what. And if I want her in something, I want it totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, and... When we finally worked with her for Madre de Dios, I loved seeing Tristan in a different light. You know, I've seen her in a lot of films and a lot of shorts, and uh, and I know she can play that badass or that kind of gothy or different cool right. chick that we always see and love. But I was like, nope. In a luchador <laughs> film, you're gonna be something else. Like yeah. you're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you so. fucked up. Fuck, fuck you, her up. You did. I mean, like you said, you normally see her like either Beatrice or as like the badass or something. But in this, yeah, she is raw and vulnerable and just getting fucked up. Yeah. So it was really cool and for her. She, I know she really enjoyed doing something totally different, and. I told her, you know, when you come back, I'm gonna. I want to do something else with you, and I, I really loved seeing her in the fresh character. So I'd love to work with her again. She was great. Are you in she the process good. of kind of establishing your own little stable of uh, people that you know, especially like actors? You know, your own little crew that you're going to be putting together, a little collective, if you will. Uh, like for actors, you mean? Sure, or, sure. Well, for the the Luchagor team is still the same. You know, ten-ish people. We've been the same little family for a while, and I mean, we have some actors that always come back. Like our our luchador, like iconic actor, his name's Matias. He's in he's in so much that we make. Like he he's the matador. Mm-hmm. He's the creepy guy with the cattle prod, and he dances. Yeah, yep. Uh, he's he's in all our stuff, and he's awesome. Like and- he. He's always like our iconic face. <laughs> He's always like, "Oh, Gigi, when you gonna give me like, like, uh, 
you know, like a lover role. <laughs> no, you are a bad guy. I'm sorry. You have the bad guy face. Oh, I want to be the Latino lover. I'm like, no, man. There's already Antonio Banderas out there. We don't need any too more. Sexy, too You're sexy. Too sexy. So speaking yeah, of stable. Exactly. Who's the uh, abuela that's in, uh, she's in a lot of your oh, movies. Oh, Adelita, she's another actress. Her name's Adelita, and she's, oh, she's awesome. She, in Day of the Dead, she was, she's amazing. She's a badass part. in that movie. It's incredible. Gigante, she does that, and even in Testament, I don't know if you guys saw that one. Matias's balls get cut off. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that one. I think but, I'd remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I got. I don't know if I've seen that one. But. <laughs> it's, it's pretty brutal, little short. Um, but Adelita's in that one too. She plays kind of like a witch, mm-hmm. and uh, it, oh, that, she's an amazing actress. She's we great. We can get her in as much as we can. We definitely will. And you talked a little yeah. bit about um, Dia de los Muertos, um, and that is part of what well, Mexican Barrio. Yeah, Mexico Barro. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a brand new anthology. It just came out. The Red Band trailer is out on YouTube for those who want to watch it. It looks awesome. And that's actually how we started our connection with Raven Banner, because uh, Raven Banner picked up uh, Mexico Barro for Canadian distribution. And uh, since then, kind of Raven Banner kept an eye on us. And short, long story short, the El Gigante deal came out of that. Um that's- but Mexico Barbaro was such an amazing, lucky thing that happened to us. You know, we were just finishing Day of the Dead. Uh, you know, it wasn't that well edited. It was just finishing film school. And Lex Ortega, who's the creator of Mexico Barbaro, and he has a segment in it too, he saw Emma's from Matador because we were both competing for ABC's of Death. And he asked me, what else do you have? And so I showed him, well, you know, I have this film, but it's not done. And he loved the idea behind it, the dead. And it, it just happened to be so perfect because the anthology is about Mexican traditions and legends. And all the filmmakers are so good. It was truly an honor to be invited to take part. Uh, for those who've seen the the film, they know that segments are awesome. And, yeah, Day of the Dead's in it, and I was able to edit it even further for this anthology, and it looks better than it, it ever has from when I started making it. So this brings me to another subject that I want to talk about a bit. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot, at least that I know of as of now, too many Latinos in horror, whether it be either behind the camera or writing or even in a starring role that's not fodder, you know? Either Mm -hmm. it's not like someone who's going to get killed off or something. And I see that it's starting to change a little bit because you have people like Robert Rodriguez and Guillermo de Toro and now you. So what are your um, views and things about that? Definitely there's... Like, I I almost don't... uh, I think it's more of the genre that there isn't many. uh, Mexican cinema has an amazing, amazing history from back in the day. Like, all the black and white films uh, from Mexico are absolutely stunning. And so the history is there that we do have a very good industry. I think it's more in the genre, specifically. Mm -hmm. There isn't much. And, 
lately in the last, I'd say five, eight-ish years, like not very much, not very long, um, there's been a new wave of filmmakers in Latin America. And I think it's because of that style that we bring is a little different than other parts of the world. It's a lot more raw, a lot more gritty. Uh, and this is what I've noticed from even from the filmmakers in Mexico, Barbaro. Uh, my segment looks even a little more Americanized than theirs, uh, probably because I grew up up here in Canada, you know, the other half of my life. So kind of my influences were very Robert Rodriguez, Rob Zombie, very Americanized type films. But when you watch theirs, it's super raw. It's super gritty. There's like no no mercy on the things that they film. And it, it it's very impactful. And I think this goes in all Latin America. Like these filmmakers are really making this greedy style that I think the world is missing and I think it's finally standing out. So I think um, it's definitely a new wave that's just going to keep growing and growing. I hope to see more uh, horror Latinas out there because I, I don't really know many yeah, I'm, <laughs> Latinas out there, but, but that's fine. That's cool. Well, I guarantee but, at this point you are influencing a number mm-hmm. of them out there because you I are one so, of the yeah. these rising stars. And you mentioned the fact that you are living up in, you're one of our wonderful neighbors up north there. Uh, so with <laughs> that kind of a Canadian connection there, uh, you are definitely oh, yeah. one of the... Um, and we've seen more now women horror filmmakers coming up in the ranks now, you know, with the Saskas, Jill Six, yourself. Yeah. Uh, do you, are, uh, how do you, you know, do you guys interact? Is this one of those, like, again, a collective, you know, or are you bouncing ideas off of each other? Uh, well, you know what? It, again, going back to the subject of meeting the twins, I've been following those girls for a while. You know, when I started doing horror, it was kind of when they were starting to, to grow. Uh, online, because I think they did Dead Hooker in a Trunk, mm-hmm. or they were about to make American Mary when I made my first short, which was Dead Crossing. And I remember, like, reading, oh my god, there's such thing as women filmmakers, like, it, uh, women in horror? Like, I had no idea. Like, I never really thought about it before. I know there's been mainly amazing films directed by women in the horror genre, like American Psycho. You know, I know mm-hmm. they were there, but I was never... I never paid attention to that until I started seeing so much buzz about these twins, these awesome goth twins <laughs> that make horror. And it totally inspired me to keep going in the genre. I was like, wow, like, I, I definitely got to keep going in this. There, there isn't a lot. Um, so I think there's also just a new wave of, I wouldn't even say a new wave of horror, of female Makers and horror, there's just a bigger recognition for right, it. Right, they're becoming a little now bit more up in front. Yeah, it's like now something that people are like noticing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely when I met the twins last year, when they watched Gigante, <laughs> they freaked out that a girl made that. They had no idea because they were judges for a festival, a local festival here. And when I, when I met them, I was like, yeah, uh, I made that one. They're like, oh, my God, what? And then we just became friends ever since. So it's, it's just really cool to keep in contact with everybody. And through them, I met Jill and Easy Lee and uh, Patricia. There's, like, so many girls that I didn't even know were doing this genre. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's just 
it's really neat to see that. And it's really cool to see, just as a fan, to see this resurgence, this renaissance that I think, you know, how many years from now they'll point back and go, holy shit, that's, you know, this is when this all started. And not to make it sound, not to make it sound kind of derogatory and stuff, but it doesn't, like like you said, oh my God, a girl made this, you know, (laughs) because your shit is hardcore. (laughs) I am going to mention something. A lot of people, I've gotten a, in, in a lot of shit for saying this, but I totally am like super like into this opinion. But even though it's really neat, you know, that there's this big recognition for women in film, I, there's also my other part of me says that my goal really isn't to be recognized as a female filmmaker. Like, I just want to be a filmmaker. Yeah. You know, I just want people to not even know that a guy or a girl made that. Right. You know, so I love hearing, like you said, you had no idea a chick made that. You know, and and that's perfect, because I don't, I don't want people to know a girl made that. You know? <laughs> like, it's just, I just want people to enjoy the shit that we make, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who made it. And I just don't like when women in this industry use their sex as an excuse to get something mm-hmm. you know it's and it's very unfortunate you know a lot of people are like oh women are not getting enough jobs and blah blah i'm like no because you keep bitching about it so just work your ass off yeah. you know that's really all you can do if you happen to be a girl yeah it's gonna be harder so just prove yourself and the fact that's that really it <laughs> and the fact that you're so. a living breathing example of this is fantastic yeah true true talent yeah. will transcend right all of that right. and will rise and that's the stuff that's the stuff we recognize well you know genius you had mentioned uh just the the, the, the overall intensity and gore of the films you know yeah. if, when you see gg you know just a picture of just this just you this just quaint beautiful just and just, it's like oh my and i love you. i love the contrast it's wonderful just, you're just like this beautiful like almost like this model-esque like oh i broke a nail but I yet really you're over there like with that. guts and gore and everything i really appreciate it i was actually it's funny you guys mentioned that I, wow you made me blush because oh. um, <laughs> uh, i was uh, i can't remember who i was talking to i was like Damn, my image is really boring. (laughs) And I was like, the twins look so awesome and gothy. And I was like, just tattoos and she's sweet. And I was like, and me, I'm just some Latina with a Pomeranian that likes to hunt. (laughs) Hey, you you know what? what? Hey, you know what? I'm not not trying to say anything or anything, but you are fine like wine. I'm just. (laughs) Oh, thank you. We have a. a, Fine like wine. I love that. (laughs) I'm going to steal that at the club if you don't mind. (laughs) That's fine. Fine like wine. We also have the. <laughs> I think someone just did a genius impression. That's awesome. Well, we also have a thing where, like, if I like, you know, like, oh, she's a treat, and then it's a drinking game for some of our local, or for our listeners. Whenever I say she's a treat, they're like, oh, drink. So, Gigi, you're a treat. Thank you. Good thank you. No, but I really oh, you love. You guys are so nice. Well, thank no, you well, so it's, much. well, no, thank you again. This is just we like being able to talk. Well, number one, you're genuine. And that's when we were when we got cut off there a little while mm-hmm. ago. Where it's like, man, that, I've never met someone so genuine and passionate. You're a true fan, <laughs> but the, you know the, the thing about it is, one of the nice things is like, yeah, all the guts and gore is great too because you do it so well. But there's one film that you did that just kind of sticks in my mind because there's hardly any gore or or story, but it tells a story itself, and that's Paloma. Yeah. 
the, yeah, the, that's the last one I brought out. That's right. The the mariachi, she is fantastic, and that's it's my just sister. it's Thank just you. haunting. It's hauntingly beautiful. Thank you. So I've I've been wanting to to sell my sister saying for a long time, until so I was like until this opportunity came up to shoot something at my school with the cinematography class. And I told my sister, hey, you still got that Charo costume? She's like, yes. I'm like, okay, tomorrow we're singing. Yeah. <laughs> and just straight up, I, she's amazing. I, I love when my sister sings um, mariachi music. Like, like, so I thought, why not film something short and sweet for Day of the Dead, right? Yeah. And I'm so glad you guys saw that. Oh, it was great because I grew up with mariachi music. And just Perfect. just watching it was just like haunting it was like right it was yeah. just yeah because the way you shot it and her face and just like the emotion in her voice was just like it's telling a story without any dialogue it was it was it was it was, it was beautiful thank you it, it i'm so excited she's actually here i'm gonna sneak downstairs she's actually <laughs> practicing for an opera rehearsal here. I was wondering what that oh. was in the background. I'm like, that was great. I loved the fact that that's almost interactive now. She's <laughs> e volver, volver, volver. There, she's right there. There. Wow. She thought me. I have to run away now. No, no, that was great, actually. <laughs> little treat for the listeners right there, man. Are you kidding? A look on the inside, behind the green curtain here. So how do you approach, um, you know, Genius mentioned... She saw me and gave me a look like, what are you doing? I'm oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> if she wants to sing El Rey together, we can sing out. No. <laughs> the dulcet tones of Genius. Um, genius has mentioned before, um, you know, you really do a great job in terms of the contrast between the gore and then the subtle. How do you um, approach directing as a whole, you know, just as a discipline? Do you have a particular method? Do you have anything that you set out to do? Or is it just... You know, this is, you know, do you go with flow? What is your directorial style? What is your approach you take? Oh, man, that's a good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. Um, I always, huh, let me think. <laughs> what do I do? Because we always do, we do everything ourselves. It's, we're such a small crew that we, we all do multiple things to make something happen. So, but definitely for directing, one of the I think one of the reasons why Luchador stands out for what it is is because every single department, I let them bring their best. I, I don't give very strict, uh, you know, very strict instructions on, like, my vision. I, I'm never, you're, oh, it's got to be this, it's got to be this color, this size. You're not never. taking the Stanley I, Kubrick approach. <laughs> no, I, I, I love seeing what everybody brings to the table, especially the the art department team. Oh, my God. I let those guys just, like, give her. And same with the makeup and Luke with his lighting. Like, everybody has so much trust in this team that the communication is so, so spot on. So we always know what everybody's doing all the time, which lets me feel really confident on everybody. And I am able to concentrate 100% on my part, which is the actors and getting together with Luke with the, with the camera and the shots. So we, what we always do is we always watch a film or two for inspiration. <laughs> uh, 
that kind of has the same similar feel or style that we're going for. And maybe here and there, there might be a shot or a moment that we're like, oh, did you see that? Oh, and it just like inspires us to make something not the same, but something through your own filter and gives that same feel to what we just saw. Mm-hmm. And we always draw a bird's eye view of our set, mm-hmm. which is called a shot geography. So you draw on a piece of paper where everything is, and then we put the camera we draw the camera in different positions of where we want things to be laid out in the blocking. So always Rainer gets mad at us that we show up with 35 shots, (laughs) 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 Uh, which is great because it it gives us that challenge to cut down our shots and learn, okay, I could have done all this in one take if I moved the camera from here to there. So, I mean, I'm still learning as I go. And um, for Gigante... That was that was hard. I've done it. That was really, really hard film to shoot. Um, I've never dealt with a stunt coordinator. I've never dealt with any kind of fighting or wrestling, like ever. And and let alone Gigante, the actor. He's huge. Like he's a big guy. He's a Gigante. So, <laughs> so I even wanted him to look bigger on screen. So. It's little things like you always might want to have your camera a little lower so he looks bigger. You know, little details that will make your movie totally different. And the way we shot Gigante is pretty cool. Um, so Luke and I were really nervous. And <laughs> we were hanging out in my room, and I was like, okay, Luke, how the fuck are we going to shoot this? <laughs> and he's like, uh, I have no idea. I'm like, okay, well, how about this? And so I grabbed one of my life-size teddy bears that's bigger than me. And I was pretending to wrestle it. Like, I was Gigante, and the teddy bear was Armando. <laughs> and we just made our shots happen with just his iPhone taking the stills as if it's a storyboard, and me wrestling my teddy bear. I think those pictures should never go online, because they're really embarrassing. Um, but that's exactly how we made the storyboard for El Gigante. It's just, it's just me and my teddy bear. Just uh, oh, please tell me. And I'm off the top rope. <laughs> and just like, oh, I'm going to turn the turnbuckle. Did you do like talk shit too? Where you're like, when I get you in the ring, brother. Yeah, I'm so into it in oh, the pictures. It's okay, so do terrifying. it. Do it. Tell, do, do your best like... Uh, like wrestling <laughs> promo, like you're gonna you're gonna kick some ass type thing. Like oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like I was so into it. <laughs> I'm looking at my teddy bear right now, and he's staring at me like I will not forgive you for that. I was gonna say he's probably that or that or oh fuck, she's gonna get on the top rope again. <laughs> but but it was it was really funny experience. I swear you had to be there because. Later on, we showed Rainer these pictures, and he's like, what the fuck are these? <laughs> like, no, like, seriously, you, this will work. And we were so into it. Like, I was with the teddy bear. Like, the teddy bear's, like, uh, like under me, and I'm, like, portraying it. Like, he got it. It's funny. You, you, maybe I should just see if Luke still has those, because you look at the pictures of the teddy bear and like, me. They're identical to the shots we have on screen. That's it's really cool. funny. It's it's actually it worked. And I'm like Luke, and then we do this, 
and you see how I have the teddy bear here yeah. and close up there and Luke's like oh yeah yeah my parents I swear upstairs must have been like what are they doing <laughs> you know, like, there's like, there's like <laughs> dust coming off the ceiling like in the movies well, if you still have those pictures, my Snapchat is genius. Oh, <laughs> Actually, you know what would be kind of amazing is if you could do like um, you know any kind of a DVD release and as a special feature to do kind behind of behind like, the scenes. Yeah, just you know, oh yeah, when I get you in the ring, the cream always rises to the top, and when I get you in the ring. No. Oh, that's kind of, great. No, that's actually that kind of an insight is why I'm very glad that we have you here because <laughs> that just adds so much more of a fun element when you watch that because it's just such a brutal scene and to know now that's where that genesis <laughs> was be- from. Beginning of you just wrestling a teddy bear like at like on a sleepover like ah, just getting in a headlock and like trying to rip its mask off. Because the worst part now is yeah. if I see this in a theater yeah. again, I will probably start laughing when I see this and everyone's like, oh my god, what is wrong with that guy? He's just some sick man. I'll be like, no, 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 no. No, teddy bear, teddy bear. It was it was actually a sleepover. Luke and I had like a couple of days before shooting. We're like, okay, you gotta come over and we gotta decide what the fuck we're doing because we got everything laid out but the fight. <laughs> so I'm wrestling the teddy bear in my pajamas, like I'm straight up in my cozy, comfortable clothes. <laughs> Well, that's, that's how you it know. It looks like I'm humping this teddy bear. It's terrible. Well, your poor dog was probably like, that's my job. What the hell, lady? Come on. <laughs> As if I didn't do exactly. it enough. Now, you know, that's a, you know, the animals rub off on you in certain ways. So, quite literally sometimes. Um, now, you mentioned inspirational films and scenes. Um, do you have any off the top of your head that you're, are kind of go-tos or just something that... Oh, my go-tos are, well, what Luke introduced me to. It's for sure Devil's Rejects. I watched, I've seen it. I've lost count, but that film is so perfect in every way, shape, or form. I like I call that film perfect. Um, and the in the horror world, like I fuck, I watch I watch it just for inspiration, just to feel that ah oh, yeah kind of feeling. Um, I love going back to the old school ones all the time, like Texas Chainsaw, yeah. the first few Freddies, mm-hmm. Michael Myers, you know, all those, all the time, but. I've seen a lot of horror films, but it's funny. Like the ones I always go to is is definitely Devil's Rejects. I seem to always go go to that one, uh, hmm. like, just to feel cool, uh, <laughs> like just to feel like oh, I'm so excited to film again. You know the. But I, I yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I Come on, Teddy Bear, one. we're gonna watch a movie. <laughs> oh God, yeah. not again. <laughs> You're gonna sit right here beside me. So. so have you had a chance to meet Rob Zombie by any chance? No, no, I wish. Uh, okay, listeners out there, let's make this happen, okay? We're going to make them meet up, because I've heard he's just this, just the most nice guy ever, super laid back, chill. You know, we we can make this happen, a little grassroots oh, effort here. Incredible. I would faint. I actually <laughs> would faint. Have you met any of the other cast, like Sid Haig or Bill Mosley or anything like that? I met... I met Sid Haig, but I don't think he remembers me, because there was a lot of fans lined up to meet him. <laughs> so... I met him, and I met... See, the reason I know I'll faint is because I nearly fainted when I met Eli Ross. Like, I, I'm i usually really good with keeping my composure and not being a fangirl. But fuck, I fucked that, I fucked that one up, for sure. Like, I, Team I fuck up, I right? Was, 
such an idiot. The biggest smile on my face is watching the bear Jew talk to me. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's you. Like, I, I don't even know what he said to me half the time because I was just so in, like, in heaven, just there, what hanging you, out with him. Like, I... Uh, what do you think of Green really cool Inferno? Text, though. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Green Inferno? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I, okay. I, every time I went uh, to this couple festivals, it was at it was always sold out. Mm, okay. And it didn't play very long here in Can- in Vancouver, so I still have yet to because I really wanted to see it to see it in theaters. I mean, I could download it, but oh, yeah. I was really like, oh, I gotta see this in theaters. But I've heard um. I've heard a mix. I've heard, uh, like, some of my friends were really into horror. Mm-hmm. Some really didn't like it. And some really liked it. So, I don't know. I I just want to see it because there's so much hype about it. So, we talked about you meeting um, Eli and Sid Haig and all that stuff like that. Do you go to a lot of conventions? And have you thought about maybe going to conventions? Because... Um, we went, we have a local horror convention here in Kansas city and, um, I would love to you, for you to come and, and we meet you and stuff. Cause we're actually going to the days of the dead in Chicago here next week. And, um, nice. yeah, we do. We're going to take our little pod, little mini recording studio. We're going to go down and talk to some filmmakers and hopefully, you know, have a good time. We like, were definitely considering to because we're like, you know, I think we have enough stuff to branch out to conventions now. It was something we've been talking about for a while, but we're like, nah, let's just keep making more things because <laughs> nobody knows too much who we are. But now I think I think I think it's a really good time to start doing that, or even to just go to more. Uh, I love going to the uh, one that's really near from here. It's uh, in Seattle, Crypticon. Mm-hmm. That one's a lot of fun. That one's really cool. That's actually where I met Sid Hay. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that would be awesome. The one What's in Kansas City, the, the one near you, the one in Kansas City is called Cryptic. It's a Crypticon one. Oh, it's an, okay, okay. And then there's, cool. and then we're going to the one we're going to Days of the Dead in Chicago. Okay. So there's nice. like, yeah, there's different, yeah, there's different conventions. There's like Frightmare, and then there's uh, Days of the Dead and the Crypticon. But the Crypticon here in Kansas City is a blast, and really, I think you would be perfect. That would be awesome. <laughs> I definitely have to look into it. Uh, one one thing you just mentioned uh, in terms of downloading one of the movies has, and in this day and age now, you know, there's more issues of piracy. Have you guys had any issues with that at all? Actually, we do. Our first film. Uh, sorry, I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, it's, it, that was natural. Funny. Yeah. Um, it, there's. I don't know if it's still online, but our first movie, Dead Crossing, like my first movie is like you can tell someone like not super professional made I, I mean it's good but it's not like that good that one was pirated and wow. <laughs> someone reposted dead crossing dubbed in like russian or, <laughs> czech, or czech or like some insane european language and it's the same man like uh. like it's the same dude doing everybody's voice it is incredible like it it, in communist russia border crosses you (laughs) what's that i said in communist russia border crosses you (laughs) yeah car drives you yeah (laughs) exactly but it's so i could not stop laughing when that happened to us like uh, someone in the team was super worried about it and 
it's all good. I thought I was like, eh, more, more exposure. Who cares? It mm -hmm. looks really funny. And then the other thing we had uh, way back in the day, the first project we ever made um, was called Choose Your Victim. It was a, a web series for a school that we made. Um, uh, and there's eight episodes. And, you know, some of our actresses are, you know, not wearing much like our usual shorts. <laughs> um, and in Pornhub or like YouPorn oh, or no. some porn websites, they took the shots of our actresses and compiled it into montages of things you can, oh, I guess, have fun no. watching. Um, <laughs> oh, so, no. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on there. Oh, it's on oh, there. Oh, it's on there. <laughs> um, so we thought that was really funny. I was really worried. I thought our actresses would hate us, but they were like, oh, my God, more people can see me now. So they seem really fine with it. Once again, but, my Snapchat is genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I stuff some porn sites. <laughs> And it's in Russian. So That's crazy. God. Well, it's, they, it's cool. Yeah, they I say don't like <laughs> any publicity is good publicity. So exactly, you said it perfect. Well, so um, what does the future hold? You know, for for Gigi Guerrero, what are we? I mean, obviously, we're looking at Elegante, the feature film. But what else are you going to be looking at? What's next for yeah. La Muñeca de Terror? <laughs> Um, well, I can't say yet, but Ooh, I can okay. give you some insight. Something big just happened for Luchagor. Not long ago, we posted a picture of Luchagor on the Hollywood Hills that we have a manager in L.A. now. Nice. And that something big happened not long ago, that it's a brand new project that we got hired for uh, with a huge company. And... This is perfect, perfect experience before, before the feature of El Gigante next year. So this big news continues to go through as it as it is happening right now. Then people are going to see the biggest thing happen for Luchagor, cool. and that's I'm what I'm currently working on right now. That's fantastic! Congratulations! Yeah, thank I, you. Know, you. Oh, I'm so excited! Yeah, we're, so we're excited for it. <laughs> hopefully, this will this will branch out. You know, those doors we need for making the baby of Gigante happen, which is like my dream. <laughs> well, I like to see hard work, you know, rewarded and obviously... And especially talented yes. hard work. And good people. Yeah. That's the one thing. I just, you're, you're fantastic. Genius and I have been the entire time here going, just, she's just so nice. Like, this is just... <laughs> Thank this, you. you know, it's, 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 they say you should never meet your heroes, but occasionally, you know, the, the rule is made an exception for. So um, I, I have to swoon. <laughs> huh. That's what he does. Um, Gigi, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on the podcast, talking with us. Well, We're thank you guys. You know, I'd love to come back. You know, there's so much to talk about. Yes. I gotta, I gotta come back and like tell you guys all these uh, scary stories that. I think where a lot of my inspiration comes from. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that course. sounds fantastic. Well, that's just a great the, excuse to have you back on. You just just hit me up. Right? When, yeah, just hit me up whenever if you want to come on again. Um, we I'll leave on a cliffhanger. How yes. about that? Yeah. I'll leave on a cliffhanger like for next that. time. So, my mom and my uncle, her brother, they when they were when they were really little, uh, not really little, when they were young teenagers, they would lie to my grandma their mom, they would lie to my grandma that they were going to an after-school music program when really they were going to a fucked-up cult following. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yo, there's a lot of shit that happened after that. And, like, 
I I gotta make this into film. But I will do that for next time. Oh Stick. man. Will they survive right. the cult? <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> so you know we got to close the show off with santaria and on the playing in the background but um yeah. where else can so once again where can we find you on the social on the social medias totally uh well my personal uh twitter and instagram is at horror guerrero or i'm like the only Gigi Sal guerrero in the world so <laughs> very easy to find but uh, all my work and my team's work is under Lucha Gore Productions, the same name in Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. Yay! Yay. Finally. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, Gigi. Uh, this has been a treat, and that's almost genius's thing there. Sorry, man. Uh, but obviously, we will have you back on because now I want to know what's going on with this shit. You know, no, this is. Chicas, sincerely, muchísimas gracias. Really. Oh, thank you, guys. You guys are both fun like wine, so thank you. Oh, oh and it happened. Yes. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams.